Hi, everybody, and welcome to Paul Listnick Behind the Curtain, one of the best podcasts on WGNRadio.com. This is my chance, as you know, to break away from the political stuff I do all the time on WGN TV and talk about my other passion, might even be my first passion, and that is theater. And uh, and this one, well, if you want to call sports a bit of politics or something like that, I guess it works. But this is my opportunity to talk to the cast of the phenomenal show. It's a classic show, Damn Yankees, playing out at Marriott Theater in Lincolnshire, uh, playing till June 4th, by the way. Let me introduce you to the cast members who join me. So exciting they're here playing Mr. Applegate. Uh, can we say you're the devil? I don't like to give spoilers away, but I think... <laughs> Uh, Sean, yeah. Fortunato, Sean Fortunato, who's been at Marriott before, you performed there before. Uh, lots of stuff off Broadway, Chicago Shakespeare, Court Theater, Goodman, Northlight, Porchlight. A lot of classy stuff actually within your background. Um, classic stuff. Well, I mean, um, um, you know, Shakespeare stuff, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of is kind of fun. Playing Joe Hardy, the young whippersnapper, Andrew Allstat. Uh, this is your Marriott debut, Andrew. Made you so we we got you here for that mm-hmm. one. But you've mm-hmm. been in, you're in classic theaters, Paper Mill Playhouse, so famous. You've done Sound of Music, Grease, Footloose. And your role here, of course, previously played by Cheyenne, uh, Cheyenne Jackson and Matthew Morrison. Uh, did you get to see either of them in the role at any time? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Right, well, it's I a did. shame. They were, they were good. You're better. And, yeah, you're uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> you played oh, the iconic role of Lola. Michelle Aravina, um, also a debut here at, uh, in uh, Marion Lincolnshire. But, man, your resume puts us all to shame. I mean, Broadway, Beetlejuice, oh gosh, yeah. where you were, uh, Miss Argentina, Bronx. I've seen that show like a half a dozen times. Isn't I'm it a ju- great show? Oh, my God. And, of course, I you had a tragic it. loss during COVID. Yes. Uh, tied to Brock's tail. So just just a tip of the hat um, to that phenomenal actor. Rocky and Jersey Boys. I saw you in Rocky and Jersey Boys. We go on and on. Gwen Verdon played the role for you. So you were stepping into some kind of big shoes along with, well, they, she's before your time, but B.B. Newworth, Jane Rierkowski, Maggie Gil- Gildenhall. Never quite figured yeah, that one out. Yeah, the list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sean, yeah. I didn't mention who had your role before. Two classic actors ray walston sorry but i grew up with him he was in my favorite martian everybody's too young for him but uh it was just such a great tv show but if somebody if there was somebody who played damn yankees sort of of a famous realm i'm hoping you go with me on this who what name do you think comes to people mind sean classic comedian name. jerry lewis yes and yeah. so this was jerry's cane no he signed it when he what? played Applegate. He no. did a thing with it. If you've seen any, it's on YouTube, whatever you can see it, but he used the, a cane. Um, and so I got this from him signed. And then the other question, Sean, I don't mean to be real personal with you. So don't take this personally, but what size okay. shoe do you wear? I, I wear a size 13 or sometimes 12 wide. Well, if you were wow. a 10. Yeah, oh. I am a te- These are Jerry Lewis's shoes. Oh my goodness! I can squeeze in. What in the world? Got the pair. I would have let you wear. Now it would oh. be a little awkward if you're trying to kind of walk around in them. Yeah, but yeah, I'm just a huge we'll Jerry Lewis up. fan. Really I, I've got his makeup kit from when he was a clown. I got his teeth from the Nutty Professor. Anyway, oh, wow. so I want to surprise wow. you with those Wait, little. That's things. insane. Actually, I wish that's I so cool. Have. 
I should have gotten you the cane for you to play with and just get the director to let you in. Okay, let's talk about this show because it's just it's just amazing. I guess I should start with you, Sean. Um, the story of Dame Yankee, Dame Yankees, which people don't know, man, this won seven Tony Awards, including Best Musical back in, it was on Broadway 1955, won the awards in 56. Um, they made a movie which won an Oscar, <laughs> television, the show that never goes away and rightly so. Sean, what's the show about? Well, from my point of view, it's a show about a salesman who tr- who tries to who's always uh, always always makes the sale who finally meets uh, a challenge who is Joe. Other people might see it other ways, uh, but it is. It's about uh, the devil coming to Joe. Uh, who is a middle-aged man, not played by this gentleman, played by Ron Rins. And uh, he, uh, he wants to, he wants his Washington senators to, to start winning. And he says he would sell his soul for that. And I show up. Um, and then it's about uh, what happens once, once we make a deal and he turns into this uh, lovely young man here, Andrew. And there's a bit of history to this in terms of the, the Yankees. I mean, the, the, the story was written many years ago, 60 plus years ago. And there was a time, of course, the Yankees were the king. And right. So there was a basis, in fact, that would have brought people to the theater, certainly back in the 50s for this. Uh, Andrew, when we first meet your character, as Sean said, it's not you. So um, I don't think I'm mm-hmm. giving spoilers away, but I'll let you describe your character and how you want folks to understand who he is and how he shows up. Yeah, I mean, he 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 shows up in the show as as an older gentleman, like really. I mean, everyone watches baseball and like professional sports and kind of wishes that they could be, you know, out there doing that, reliving maybe those glory days when they're in high school. So he's kind of in that position, sells his soul a little bit to the devil for what he thinks is going to be worth it. And um, so, yeah, to me, like from my point of view, the show feels a lot of a lot like appreciating those small things that we often take for granted in life. And for him, it was, you know, his wife, like someone that you, you expect to just always be there and you kind of just, he was forgetting about her and so focused on these big dreams of his. And, you know, as the show goes on, you'll start to see him, you know, really starting to appreciate those things more once they're gone and realizing that the grass is, you know, always greener on the other side. And he has this really pretty line at the, in act two where he says, you know, he wishes, um, he wants to go back home and he says, it's, um, oh, what, now I'm like, what are my lines? The hero, uh, the hero line, right? Yeah. Yeah. What is that uh, line? The favorite line too, the hero line. He's like, you know, I found that there's something more important in life than being a hero. And so for me, that's, that's kind of like the all encompassing, you know, moral of the story for Joe. Yeah. And I gotta say, I mean, I, just the way the the transition, there is a transition from older Joe to you. It's just done mm-hmm. so well. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you kind of have to know what you guys are doing, but um, I kind of the first time where you appear, I sort of missed it. I went, oh, I, I'm going to watch for this later in the show, and then I kind of forgot about it, and so it just happened again. Yeah. Like, Darn! I just wanted to, and I'm trying not to give too much away because it is kind of a fun moment. But um, the little mm-hmm. sneak around things that have to be happening to make that work. So, was that, by the way, Andrew? Was that tough to do? I mean, was there some rehearsal that had to make that work, or was it easy? Oh, there was. That was actually both of those transitions took some finessing to to really sell and make. Because you're in the round, by the, the way. Audience. in the round. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. it's it's not as easy to to disguise some of those moments whenever you have you know visibility from all angles. So. You know, it's it was something that took some finesse and, you know, luckily, like the lights and, and sound and smoke, everything, when all the elements came together, 
and just timing it. Yeah. It took some finesse, but yeah, it really, it really will get you. Now, Michelle, and some people, uh, people who are watching this as opposed to listening to it, watching this will think that you and Andrew have the st- same style in your decorating taste. Um, you know, you both <laughs> said, let's, let's, I have a great idea. She said, I'm going to make a bedroom with two beds look just like Andrew's with the same lamp. So you did a really, yeah, nice we have that same yeah. picture. I got that picture too. <laughs> that same one. And, and neither of yours will come off the wall when you try and remove the pictures off the wall. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> So, Michelle, tell us a little bit about your character, Lola, because actually that's one of those characters and, of course, one of her songs, which even if people don't even know the show Damn Yankees, they know that name and they know that song. Oh, yeah. No, she's iconic. She's iconic. And um, I feel so honored to be able to play her. But, um, yeah, Lola, uh, Lola has been working with the devil for a bit some time. I think he approached her on a a sad day when she was feeling old and ugly and used and, uh, you know, looked by and said, hey, I got an idea. Why don't I make you the most beautiful, sexy woman in the world? Like, what would it take for me to get you to do that? And, uh, And she says, yes. And I think for many, many years, she has a really good time at using the power of beauty and youth to kind of have this revenge game against maybe some many of the men that kind of looked her by because of her age and because of her beauty and, and didn't pay her any mind. And so for a long time, it was really fun. She loves it. She loved it, loved it, getting back, getting back. And then she meets Joe and he's the first, he's the first man that, doesn't fall for her tricks. Uh, he's the fir- He kind of sparks something in her. He almost like wakes her up out of this like cloud she's been living in for so long. And she starts asking herself some really important questions about, is this who I am? Is this actually making me happy? Is this worth it? Right. And so to watch that unravel and it's just because of, you know, uh, meeting a genuinely good man, a good man that she kind of wakes up and goes and starts asking herself these questions. And then she goes from wanting to destroy people's lives and marriages and relationships to wanting to help. And, and I of course, I don't want to give it away, but she, she, she has, she has a really cool kind of like journey for lack of a better word. And of course, Sean, many people <clears throat> probably expect Applegate to maybe kind of see the light as well. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think that he, he does have to change, though, in that I think that he's expect he he's used to getting his own way. Um, and I think that this is a change for him. I think that uh, I think Joe's the, the guy who. Well, spoiler, but it's a yeah. musical comedy. You know where it's going. He's the guy who got away. He's the one. <laughs> that um, and. Uh, and it's fun to get to do that kind of transformation because what's fun about the devil is that it's not all about pain and misery and all of that. It's about joy for him. It's all about the thrill of getting to play this game and getting to tempt people and getting to control things and watch people mess things up and help with that. Um, so it's really fun to get to do that journey of, of uh, this kind of gleeful man to having to uh, finally face some challenges that he's not used to. And, you know, Andrew, sometimes people, when they're, when they're working on their roles and such, um, 
the method actors and the Stanislavskis, all this kind of stuff. So I'm sort of just curious. And then one time, what really taught me a lesson was, I'm not going to give any names, but there was an actress who was playing um, a famous person. And and so one of my questions was sort of like, what, what did you do to learn about this famous person that you would all know uh, in terms of who was being played? And the answer was, well, I didn't do anything. They gave me a script and I memorized it. So that really was kind of an ouch. Uh, but <laughs> let me come to you. Was there any, um, did, you know, did you, did you hang with the actor who plays older Joe? And was there any kind of sense of, you know, we are the same person. So we need to kind of work this out. Who are we as one? Yeah, no, um, there was definitely, um, a dialogue with Ron, the actor who plays the older, uh, Joe in the show on just like kind of different mannerisms that sometimes, We'll, we'll try to throw in and sprinkle in, in the show and, you know, let the audience kind of see in this younger version of Joe, those, those moments that, you know, they'll recognize that Meg would recognize. And so there were, there were different moments where that kind of comes in and kind of his dorkiness comes out. So you'll see, like, I know Ron does this thing a lot with his pants where he'll like kind of fix his pants and he'll, his like thumbs will just like, I've, I've noticed him do that. So I've, I've sprinkled that in there just a little bit and, we're video. Like you can demonstrate moments. that for us if that's worth seeing, where we can see. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's, there. As in my like sweatpants here. It's all right, um, okay. Yeah, no. He has this. He has this pants moment on. Where he's We're always good. like kind of. He's kind of <laughs> right. Where he's like always fixing his pants here, and he just kind of lives in this in this world. So like there are moments where that comes in, where the arms will like kind of cross when he's talking to Meg. Um, so just like different moments that. Um, we can still see that they are the same person. So no, there was definitely a dialogue with, with Ron and kind of figuring out what those moments are. That's really great. And that's, and that, see, that's the answer I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping to get and not the, no, it never occurred to me even talk to him uh, because it, that should be happening. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. And, and Michelle, oh, the dance. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. You got right. The, you could, people have to believe you're the same. Well, actually that leads me to this question. Yeah. And I always try to never be a spoiler, but so with regard to Joe's wife, do, do you think on any level she does or should know when she's interacting with younger Joe that there's a familiarity about this guy? Mm-hmm. No, there, there's definitely. And I've talked a lot with her about this and, and you know, what her thoughts are on like when she believes that she really learns that Joe is that the younger Joe was her Joe. Um, and I think she, she said, you know, that she has her like moments throughout the show, like obviously with, you know, this, there's the cardigan that he wears that we'll take in a lot. Um, and you'll see, we kind of share a moment with that. Um, there's also this moment uh, where I like, we'll do the same kind of dance gesture when I start dancing with her. And act two, you'll see like she starts to, you know, really the, the wheels start turning and she starts to see that good person that he is that just reminds her so much of the Joe she knew. And, you know, she often even will say like, you know, that's why Joe, like the old, like my Joe, like she has to even say like my Joe, because like she is also trying to separate them because she's still kind of struggling with that. Um, but, you know, pro. it's not until I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's a pro. Um, but yeah, it's not until like a, the end, but yeah, she does, she does know. There is a moment, I without spoiling when you, we think she knows, but there's a moment where she knows. Okay. Now we'll all look for it if we haven't seen the show, which is good. So, Michelle, I'm curious because you, you have so many, you know, Broadway uh, credentials and all that. So, uh, so here you are in the round, and um, and that. So, what what is what is that like? How do, yeah, is playing in the round is it more difficult? Is it just different? 
Andrew's already laughing. Okay. So I, I've been doing this for like over 30 years and this is actually my first time performing in the round. And I didn't even realize that until I got there and went, huh, I've actually never done this before. <laughs> now, before I jump into the <laughs> obstacles that I have with it, I will say this. I really, really love including all sides of the theater in the world. It just opens up our world so much being able to do that. The obstacles I have and being a dancer, I thought for sure I would be better at this. Anytime I'm turning, anytime we're dancing, I still to date cannot find where I am. And in my opening, like in my first number, it's just me on the stage and I do a lot of twirling and this and that. be moments where I have to stop and go, wait, where, where's my bag? It's, and there is a dance number that Andrew and I do where we are in the center of the stage and we twirl around in a circle. We twirl, twirl, twirl. And for the life of me, I could not find my spot when we stopped. So now this beautiful boy will place me <laughs> exactly where I need to be. Make sure I'm okay. And I'm always a deer in headlights, even now, uh, <laughs> before we start the dance break. But other than that, uh, I've really been enjoying playing with uh, playing with the round. Sorry, that's my dog. No. Perfectly no. fine. I'll let him eat what he wants. <laughs> you can buy another purse. Oh, man. Yeah, so well, no, did, I'm really, I can't wait to, to perform in the round again. So did that sort of fix, if you will, did that, did that get directed in? Was that you and Andrew sort of saying, I need you, or was that Andrew going, here's what I can do? No, I'm sure my... If that I, was I, me. I, yeah, <laughs> I was like, help me. You need to help me. <laughs> and then, I was like, I got you. I'll put you in this spot every time. Just trust me. And so you're not... Have you played in the round before, Andrew? I have I have one other time. Um, it still gets me, though. Honestly, like if there's another moment where I spin pretty quickly and even still I will get spun around. But we there's a moment and I just have to really spot one specific thing so that I can set her down. Um, and But I still, she still sometimes gets the spins, even when I put her there. Yeah. And uh, it's so funny. Well, Sean, pay close been attention, on... you might see a little smile. <laughs> Sean, you've been on the stage before. And I always ask to sit up, you know, I, I like sitting close to, to the action, all that kind of stuff. And, and Marriott's always nice to me and does that. Uh, but at the same time, like here, you've got the the lockers and, and, and different things. So just, I'll just come to you on this. The notion of like setting up the locker room work, because there are times where literally they move the lockers. Is that a consciousness of the director of like, I got to make sure everyone's getting blocked a little bit, but I'm opening it up. Is that part of the planning here? Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a lot of thought that goes into uh, keeping the sight lines good for everyone. And the thing is, that's also part of the blocking, part of the staging, is that we never stay in the same place for for very long. So that if for one moment someone is not seeing Michelle, but they're seeing me really well, soon after it'll be the other way around. That's one of the challenges of the round, but it's one of the exciting things of the round because you're seeing a slightly different show no matter where you're seeing it from, even though and that's in that space that there's 800 and something seats and yet uh it only goes eight rows back because it's in the round which is amazing so that that all you're never too far away from the action and and how aware are you because here's the thing you also like where you get off stage does matter 
right? I mean, where, you know, during intermission, I walked off and I thought I'm going out to the lobby. No, I got to walk all the way. So, where, huh. you know, there are certain places that take you backstage. Yep. Did, did, I'll ask the three of you, does anybody ever mess up? I guess you can't, but does anybody ever mess up on that? Like you find yourself, I've got, oh, you, I love it. I should have guessed Michelle's hand goes up. So, even now, <laughs> you mean during rehearsals that would happen, you'd end up in the wrong exit. Constantly. And, and still, like, I think I, I think I, I will give myself the label as probably being the worst cast member at the round. Like I'm learning it, but I'm definitely the one that's always just kind of like walking around a little bit lost. Um, but yeah, it becomes like a game. It's almost like a puzzle, you know. And when we first got in there for tech, I thought for sure I was you know, uh, anxiety was high because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to master this before we have to do the show. Um, <laughs> But honestly, honestly, the cast and the crew are so helpful. And thank God, mo- most of them have have worked there countless times. So they were like, we got it. We got right. you. <clears throat> Just spend a little time with Heidi Kettenring. You'll be fine. No matter what. Oh, yes. oh, gosh. Yeah. No it's matter pleasure. what point. And, and when I interviewed Heidi, and I know Heidi, um, I actually have Nessa Rose's shoes from Wicked. So I was, I, you know, I, I, I emceed this uh, fundraising thing once with Broadway songs I can sing to and uh, and had her sign Nessa Rose's shoe. It was kind of fun. Um, what what got you, Andrew, I'll come back to you. What got you to, I mean, I imagine you're told it's in the round, whatever. But, you know, again, playing it all the ways, you, you, this got to be a commitment because you're here for quite a while unless, I don't know, maybe you get three, four days off. I'm not sure how that schedule lets you do that. Sorry, ask, ask the question. Well, what, the well, question? This, what I'm saying is this, this you and Michelle, this really pulled you from home for quite a lengthy period of time. Hence my decorating comment before, because you're all, you're both staying in, in rooms at yes. the, at the resort. So what led you to say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go, is it about Chicago or was it about damn Yankees? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I, I didn't know the show. Um, but funny enough, like doing like the, the place is actually pretty close to home, which was, which was a pretty big thing too. Like the family can come and it's not too far of a journey, but honestly, the big thing too was, um, our choreographer, Tyler, I've just, I've followed him since I was in college and I've just really loved his work and, um, seeing that he was going to be choreographing this and like, just got me really excited. You know, I'm not like a dancer by any means, but like when I, when I just like working with him was just such a dream. I mean, he's an incredible choreographer, incredible person, and he's there for us. Um, so that was really, that was a big reason also why I came out here. And then I just got lucky that I scored these amazing people as well. Yeah. Michelle's a scream. I got to say, Sean, I'm gonna get to you in just a second. Michelle, how about you? Oh what, gosh, what, yeah. what made you say, I'm going to commit myself to, to this uh, area? Well, I'll be honest. This is what we do, right? This is like part of our, part of our uh, career, mm-hmm. you know, it's not all, it's not all the time that we can be performing where we live right i think even sean has to kind of like venture out every once in a while but i think what draws especially now as i get older like what draws me is um you know the roles and being, did you know the show andrew said he didn't know the show did you know the I show i didn't before? know the show well but um i actually have a funny story but i didn't know the show well but i knew that this lola role was a song you know triple threat role <clears throat> And so any, any of the, um, you know, <laughs> gotten like the chance to play such awesome, like Anita, you know, Rose and Bye Bye Birdie, all these like triple threat roles. And as I'm getting older in the business, knowing that dancing will kind of eventually stop, of course, I'm going to jump on the opportunities that I can play these roles, right? As I transfer into a, a, the next decade of roles for me. Um, so yeah, definitely the role. And I also, Tyler and I also did uh, the revival of the course line together. Uh, back in 2006 on yeah. Broadway, and we hadn't worked together since. And so when I saw that he was choreographing this, I was like, 
fun. Let's do this. So, um, and we just got really lucky with like the most awesome director and someone who really, this is a wacky show, right? And there's a lot of holes and, you know, thank God, you know, the captain of our ship, like really did his work and also allowed us to come to the table with what we thought of our storylines. Yes. So I think it's the most flushed out version of Grand Yankees you could probably see. Like we really, we're still asking each other questions backstage, okay. you know, um, mm-hmm. so we have a whole group of actors up there really trying to not just doing it. Cause it's a great song, great dance list, like really trying to connect the pieces, which is fun to do with such old, old shows. So given all the shows, Sean, mm-hmm. they just mentioned, you probably ought to take them to Porchlight Theater to see something because we honored Donna McKechnie last year. I do the interviews uh, during during that show, the original Cassie, of course, and Chorus Line. Uh, and Cheetah Rivera, speaking of dancers, y'all, we we uh, honored her a couple of years ago. And, um, and 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 just getting to interview her, talk to her, whatever. But you may know, if you know, she just turned 90, just wrote an autobiography and was in a terrible car accident. They said she'd never dance again. And of course, nothing stops Cheetah Rivera. So let, let her career guide you uh, a little bit as well so sean, <laughs> sean you're go ahead was somebody talk no i was just saying it has yeah oh yes, good she's amazing too and she's so just i had dinner with her just just the stories and the stuff that she just says i can't even repeat some of the stuff she says but it's just <laughs> just classic stuff uh, so sean you're from here first of all you're the tour guide for everybody are you saying hey i got to get your lumel nannies or are you a guide here i haven't taken them anywhere i've really let them down <laughs> um I really up up until we got open, you know, it's it's so funny that, you know, now we're to a place where I feel like uh, we've got a really wonderful show and everybody feels confident doing it. But really up in even those first few performances, there still is that feeling of whoever trusted us to do this. Why did we ever think we were going to be any good? Um, And. So, so it really does feel like a struggle up until you finally get, you finally connect with the material and with the audience. Um, so until we opened, really, it, I, I was just, you know, trying to keep my head above water. By the way, Andrew, I saw you react when I said Lou Melnati's. Have you had Melnati's? I just, I just had it for the first time like a week ago. The best? And that's my excellent. view. Excellent. 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 You, have you tried it yet? Oh, yeah. Have you all had Garrett's caramel corn, cheese corn mix? <laughs> oh no! Someone was telling me about that, though. I so, need to go Sean, downtown to get that. Yeah, where do you live, Sean? Are you downtown? Where do you live? Name no, I'm in. Uh, I'm in Evanston. Ah, go downtown to get some. If I come back, I'll <laughs> yeah, Sean, go get some popcorn. Yeah, see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You got five minutes. And Sean, what? Uh, so, what attracted you? I mean, it's a great role. So, I, I mean, I realize that. But again, at the beginning, I was sort of talking about you know, all the Shakespeare you do, all this more you know kind of serious work. Um, and, and maybe actually, I watched some tapes of Jerry Lewis doing this recently, just to kind of prep for this. And he was goofy Jerry Lewis. So, you do take this in a in a more maybe classic devil way. What fed your character for you? Um, well, I always look for. I mean, I look for variety throughout the season. So if, if I'm able to do a Shakespeare play and a musical and a new play and, you know, it, it, any variety that I can have that I want to try and, I mean, I think we all do. We try and stretch as much as we can. Um, so I love that. And I love, uh, I hadn't worked at Marriott in quite a while, actually. And uh, there's, we're under new leadership there the, with the Peters, as we affectionately refer to them. Um, and uh, Peter and I, his first season working there uh, doing crew many years ago was my first season there performing. Um, and, you know, we've, we've known each what, other. Do you remember the show? What show did you do? Yep. Um, Brigadoon. 
Oh. Brigadoon, where, where Sean Allen Krill, uh, who played Joe the last time they did Damn Yankees, um, uh, was was Tommy and I was Jeff. Um, and we, so we've, we, we, have a, we have a long history and uh, I really love uh, I really love what they're what they're doing, and I was really excited to get to come back to the theater and come back to the new theater with their new leadership, which I've been really impressed with. Yeah, um, and I live down in the city, so it takes a lot to get me to go to the suburbs, and and it's one of those where the passport doesn't go past Addison uh, in the city. But anyway, um, but but when I saw this show was up, and actually I'm kind of kidding because I do get out to Marriott. That's one of those places that will grab. My brother lives five minutes from there, so I, I do get out there. But um, Andrew, what is it about? this show and i should ask i should ask all of you this but man this show is 60 plus years old what what is it that gives this story such staying power i i feel like it's honestly i feel like the characters are honestly very relatable i mean joe is very relatable to me um i feel like we can all i mean other maybe other than the devil but i don't know like we can i feel like you can look on these people and like really understand especially joe like everyone's wanted to, to, to be this, like everyone's thought of what they would be like doing these things. You know, everyone's gone through dark times like Lola has and, you know, started like had someone that's, you know, maybe helped them come to the light. So I think there are like really relatable moments. Plus the show is just like, it's funny. It's fun. I mean, Shoeless Joe, it like is a must see number in the show. Like it's just a fun, it's a fun show and it has pardon the pun here. It has some heart. Yeah. It- that that works, and Michelle, what do you think? <laughs> I, I mean, I, yeah, what? Why do you think this show's had such staying power? Uh, I think, I think, I mean, Andrew kind of hit it on the nose, you know. But it is about like the most fun thing for me to do when you get these old pieces um, is how to make them relevant to the audiences today. You know, how do we make these characters touch the audiences of you know the two thousands and. Um, I think what he said, like there's a little part of all of us that I think people can connect to. Um, and we're still kind of saying really important things. Like I'll just speak for my character. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't too hard for me to find the relevance in Lola to today times because women are still struggling in society with, you know, um, aging and, uh, you know, if I'm younger and prettier, I will get farther. Uh, you know, P- I, people will look at me, people will hear me, people will pay attention to me. And what we have to sacrifice and do or what we think we have to sacrifice and do, we have made leaps and bounds in that category. But there are still that is still a story that we are telling today. Um, I, I don't want to cut you off. We're going to get cut off here in a moment. So I just, Sean, I wanted to come to you. I mean, when you think of Marriott and the shows they do, they've got beautiful coming up and they kind of, they kind of tap in, they did Trek. They kind of tap into uh, family fair and things that are good for the family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this, and this certainly applies. And what's great is that there can be all these issues that both Andrew, uh, both, uh, that both Andrew and Michelle are discussing, uh, in the plays, but still approached in this production. And I think this play in a really, um, fun, playful way so that we're, so that we're getting to deal with real issues as actors. So it's satisfying and fulfilling for, fulfilling for us, but we get to do it with a lot of really fun characters and great numbers. And so, so it's a treat for, for it, all. It's, 
And the thing is, for folks like me who do come out from the city, you stay, you have dinner, look for Habib the waiter because he's hysterical. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys, for your time. I sure appreciate it. Just break legs every night and um, and, and enjoy Chicago while you're while you're here visiting. Make sure you get down there and, and uh, explore the city. Appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from Behind the Curtain.